0: Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast episode with Canine Performance, where it is our mission to help you live the best possible life with your dog, guaranteed. I'm your host, Natalie Dobkins, and today I want to talk about reinforcement schedules and why it's important. So if you've ever trained a dog or you know a dog that pretty much refuses to obey any command unless you have a food reward or some type of reward on you, then this episode is for you. So listen up. So Reinforcement schedules. Essentially what this means is how often and how much you are going to be reinforcing your dog. So when I use the word reinforcement, um, I just mean how much you reward your dog. Um, Reinforcement is if you want the behavior to occur more often in the future. So there are several different types of reinforcement schedules and all of them have their place of when and how they can be used. Um, And in dog training, you're going to encounter two primary types of reinforcement schedules. So there's going to be a continuous reinforcement, but then also partial reinforcement as well. And within partial, partial reinforcement, there are four primary types of partial reinforcement schedules. So tackling the first one, continuous reinforcement. What is continuous reinforcement schedule? This is the type of schedule that is best to be used during the learning phase. So this means when you are first teaching a dog a brand new behavior that they've never done before, you want to continue uh, reinforcing for every single repetition of the behavior that is done successfully. So let's say, for example, you are going to be teaching your dog how to lay down. And so when you're first teaching them, every single time that you tell your dog down, you're going to want to provide reinforcement to them. Um, This increases the likelihood of them wanting to obey that command in the future. However, where it gets really tricky is that if you stay within this uh, reinforcement schedule for too long, this is how you create a dog that will not obey or listen to you unless you have some type of reinforcement. Um, And so how do you know when you can start moving away from this type of reinforcement schedule? And the answer to that is when your dog fully understands and can perform the behavior probably eight times out of 10, this is when you're going to want to start moving on to a partial reinforcement. And while we do want to try and reward our dogs as often as possible, we never want to completely move away from never rewarding our dogs. It's important that they... Um, want to engage and interact with us and start building value within ourselves but then we're not always going to have food on us as much as we want to try to have some sort of reward and reinforcement from our dog it's just not something that is reasonable to have Um, and so moving on to a partial reinforcement schedule Um, like I had mentioned before there are four primary types of reinforcement in within the partial reinforcement. So there is the variable ratio. So for variable ratio um, for our reinforcement schedule, in my opinion, is the most powerful, the most utilized type of reinforcement schedule. And so I'm about to go into why I believe that it's the most powerful type of reinforcement schedule that you can have. So A variable uh, ratio is that the behavior is going to be rewarded or reinforced after an unknown number of times that the behavior is performed. So let's say, for example, along the lines of, let's stick with the example of teaching your dog a down. So your dog knows the down and they perform it probably eight times out of 10. So you would tell your dog down and you would say, good, and then you would provide maybe one or two kibble and then you tell your dog down again and you say good and then you don't provide a kibble there's a couple different things your dog is going to be thinking they're going to think what wait i didn't get a reward for that and then they say well before this i got rewarded every single time so i'm going to do this behavior because surely the next time i'm going to get rewarded and so the dog performs the behavior And then you do it again and you say down and then your dog does it and then you reward them and you just proved your dog right of the last time maybe they didn't get reinforcement But then this time they did. And so keeping along with this pattern and continuously doing this type of reinforcement schedule, you start to build a dog um, that is essentially a gambler. So this is kind of what happens um, when you go to um, a casino and you're playing a lottery game. Uh, every once in a while you're going to hit a win and that is going to spike some dopamine levels within our system and then it's, it's a rush and we're like, oh wow, that was so fantastic and so you say, I'm gonna try again and you, do, and you don't get anything but you're still chasing that rush from the other time so you try again. And maybe you don't get anything. And you say, okay, I'm going to try one more time because before I did get something. And so you try again and then you win some money. And you're like, oh my gosh, wow, this is so great. And then that dopamine shoots through your system again. And you're like, wow, I I was right. So that's pretty much what we want to create in our dogs. We always want them to be gambling. Um, The next type of partial reinforcement is going to be a fixed interval Reinforcement schedule. So this is after a specific amount of time has passed. So you're teaching your dog a sit-stay and you only ever reward your dog um, for 30 seconds that they hold the sit-stay. Um the next one is going to be a variable interval reinforcement schedule. This is when an unpredictable amount of time has passed. So you're teaching your dog a sit stay or they're up on a climb or place command. And um sometimes they get released and rewarded after holding that for one minute, maybe sometimes after three or five, whatever it is, they don't know. And um that can also keep them guessing because they never know when they're going to be released. And then the last one is going to be a fixed ratio reinforcement, which is it's only after a set number of responses. So if you're doing this with your dog and they only ever get reinforced um, on the fifth time that you tell your dog to sit. you'll often find that the first several times of them doing that command, they're not gonna have very much enthusiasm, they're not gonna bring very much power to the behavior because they know that they're only going to get reinforced on the fifth repetition. So you'll see a lot more enthusiasm um, and a lot more power going into that on the last repetition. So those are the primary um, reinforcement schedules that you want to use. But I also want to go back and talk a little bit more about within the variable ratio reinforcement schedule, what else is very helpful to include within this to create that more powerful behaviors within your dog. So um, remember, the variable ratio is going to be that the behavior is going to be rewarded after an unknown amount of times that um, that is successfully performed. So within that, we also want to vary how much we're giving our dog. So let's say, for example, I tell my dog to sit and I say good and I deliver him one kibble. And then I tell my dog to sit. I give him nothing. I tell him to sit. I give him nothing. And then I tell him to sit and then I give him eight kibble. Um, and then the next time I tell him sit, I give him two kibble. And then I tell him sit and then I give him... Five kibble, And then I tell him sit and then I give him all of the reinforcement that is left to me. Um, that is an even better way to ensure that not only will your dog not have to rely on getting a reward and you can start phasing out having to use food as much in your training, not phasing out food all of the way, but just as much. But then also keeping your dog from only paying attention to you when you deliver one food reward and then checking out and doing something else. They never know when the food is going to stop coming to them. Um, Michael Ellis does a really great job of calling this a reward event. And so you want to create an event around um, your rewards whenever they do do something correctly. So that way, don't just give them one kibble and then they say, okay, All the other times before this, I've only gotten one piece of kibble. So this time is not going to be any different. I'm going to check out from the situation that we're in and I'm going to pay attention to literally anything else. So giving your dog more than one reinforcement when you are training with them is going to help them not just uh, check in with that one reinforcement, but continue throughout the whole session. So All in all, training is a lot about turning your dog kind of into a gambler. And they're always going to be more focused and engaged with you. Um, The other part of this, since we are talking about reinforcement, that I want to mention is that this is also a helpful way to think about how to remove behaviors. Let's say, for example, that you want your dog to stop jumping on you. The reinforcement schedule that you would use in this situation is going to be the continuous reinforcement schedule that you never want your dog to jump on you. So you can never reinforce that behavior. Um, and then if your dog is allowed to jump on you, then it's that same thing of they, of they get that um, kind of dopamine hit or they say, oh, wow, like I was able to do it this time. And so they're more likely to want to try it again in the future. Um, and so, making sure that if you want to remove behaviors, that you keep it on a continuous reinforcement, that you continuously never reinforce that behavior, if that makes sense. And then, this is also important to know of why you should continue to use food within your training. Is that if you never, if you completely phase out food, um, then your dog has no hope of getting a reinforcement, and so they have no motivation of why should I even do this? Because I'm not going to get any sort of reinforcement. So another reason of why you should use food in your training and why you should continue to use food in your training. But That's all that I have for you guys on the different reinforcement schedules. Nice, short, sweet, and simple and to the point. Hopefully, this helps you in your training when it comes to teaching your dog new tricks, helping you phase out, um, having to use food for every single command to get your dog to listen to you. Um, And this also helps build duration and stability in your behaviors. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to this podcast episode with Canine Performance. You can find us on Apple, on Spotify. You can find us on Instagram of at canine underscore performance, and that is C-A-N-I-N-E underscore performance. You can also find us on Facebook and on YouTube. On YouTube, you can search Natalie Dobkins or Canine Performance. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.